like anytime I would try to get McGriddles, if it's like sausage Bro, and do not put a McGriddle near me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if it's you're sauce- putting the syrup in and, that. Yeah, yeah. It's immediate so diarrhea. It's like, I'm not even out of the line yeah. yet. I smell it and my stomach's like, hey, don't. <laughs> <laughs> we used to be kids. Now we're not. Something happened in between. This is the Broken Youth Club. say like you said it did allow me to take a quick nap mm-hmm. not quick i don't know how long i was out a couple hours maybe yeah you were out a while yeah yeah wasn't a quick nap it was a, it was a good it one that i haven't had in a while but um i remember kind of being a little dozy but then simon was crying and came over to me and was like ready to nap and this hasn't happened in a while because you know he's getting older and, yeah um it was I actually really, I knew I wasn't like contagious or anything. So I I was like, get, you know, get up here, yeah, nap with me and right away fell asleep with me. And I, I remember kind of like, oh, this is nice. Like I, yeah. I'm missing, this is my last chance to like really have this. And I remember um, I had that same feeling then later when I went to put on his shoes and I like, I remember I kind of took my time a little bit and strapped each one a little slower because i'm like it hit me that i'm not going to get to do this very much longer yeah you know and i'm i know i'm on my third go around with it and you just take advantage of those things that are necessities to like get out the door but it did kind of hit me a little bit of um cherish it because it's 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 almost gone that chapter is almost closed yeah yeah, I am. Um, I heard this like TikTok or something the other day where somebody was talking about uh, when a kid says a word the wrong way for a certain amount of time and then they finally say it right. And you like as a parent, you feel really proud like, oh, my gosh, they finally got the word right. But then you also like, yeah, have this little moment of like <clears throat> grievance or grieve. Yeah, not there's a sadness. Yeah, like you you grieve that you won't hear them say it like that again. And I. It's a loss of innocence almost. I feel like I can't immediately remember the word that Oliver would say wrong. And I know that Ollie had one that they would say wrong. But Arlo right now will say regular instead <laughs> yeah. of regular. Yeah. And I I borderline want him to just keep saying it that way up yeah. all through adulthood. Like just be wrong forever because it's so sweet. Was to- it Oliver who would say four liller? Or who was that? One, someone, and I don't know. I remember that was a funny one. I'm trying to remember too because yeah. I remember Ollie had a funny word. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think that that was it. Okay, but man, Reglier kills yeah. me. It kills me. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like uh, when Simon got out of the little baby phase, I remember actively thinking, I th- I should be sad, but I'm mm. so not sad that this is it. Yeah. That it makes me feel really solid in the decision to not have any more kids. Mm. Oh, um, I yeah. <laughs> like, I do not want to start over again. I don't want... Newborns are so sweet and so squishy, but, like, yeah. I just... It's so <clears throat> exhausting. And I think after the three, I'm just... I'm tapped out, bro. Yeah. Like, 
Um, but I find myself sometimes thinking like, man, it'll be so nice when Simon's a little bigger and we can go do these things or whatever. And it's, I'm so looking forward to like those middle kid ages, yeah. you know, like six to 14. Uh, but I know that I'm going to, I'm, I mean, 18 months to three years is typically my like yeah. sweet spot. Yeah. I feel like my S's are really whistly right now. Oh, are they really? hitting you? No. Okay, good. I've got a DSer on the. I was feeling a little self conscious okay anyway. about it. I'm like, what is going yeah, on? It'll be all right. Um, yeah, I, it, it is weird when chapters close because you have this idea of, oh, I'm, um, yeah, I'm getting to open up a new one, which yeah. is the excitement. But then, yeah, you have this kind of, uh, I don't know, yeah, sadness for closing of the other one. Right. So it is, and yeah, I would say today being forced to slow down and having that opportunity again, because I don't really get them very often anymore. Mm-hmm. To have Simon like on my chest and snuggling like he was a baby. Because mm-hmm. I don't do that with Arlo much anymore, really. And then, I mean, obviously not with Oliver. Right. It's a different type of bonding now. And, <clears throat> you know, being a father figure, a lot of that part is what I looked forward to as right. a, as a, you know, a young fella. And now that that part is almost over... It's like, oh shit, like life is passing me by. Yeah. And I really, I struggle with it like everybody else, but I'm, I try to be more present even in the instances of putting on shoes. You know, normally that's an annoying task. Like, God damn it. Where are the kids shoes? Yeah. They're always missing. I had this talk with Oliver the other day, actually, because Oliver was complaining that it's like, we're always picking up and we're always trying to straighten up you know uh, the toy section he's like why they're they're just gonna mess it up soon anyway yeah and i i had to kind of have this talk about i i know it doesn't make sense now but um one if you don't stay on top of it it'll turn into a pigsty and we've all seen what that you know we've been sick or you just had those weeks or months where you just let it go a little bit more but the other idea i was trying to teach behind that is one of these days oliver like in a weird way, you will miss this. You will look back and you will have these moments of as much as Arlo uh, annoys you with XYZ or Simon. When they stop doing that, you will miss the attention of some level. You know what I mean? You will miss Arlo nagging you a little bit. Mm -hmm. You will miss having something to pick up after uh, the messes that you all make. Because someday there won't be those kinds of messes anymore. Right. And I know I will. And I'm sure, on again, on a brother level, uh, uh, Oliver will. But, yeah, um, that is an interesting like concept and duality of being able to be happy for the, the next thing, but grieving the closing of the previous one. And... Yeah, I'm feeling feeling that a little bit this week, I would say, for sure. Yeah. I think for me, I just, uh, this little phase uh, requires so much of me. Yeah. Because, I mean, I nursed Simon up until literally a couple months ago because, mm-hmm. and I only stopped because I started taking uh, the medication that I'm on. Uh, and so it's like, and and, you know, 
I'm <clears throat> I'm like the default parent because I'm the parent that stays home with them. So of course they're going to come to me all the time. So it's like I feel like I'm just constantly like getting drinks and getting snacks <laughs> yeah. and wiping butts and like it's like every single morning it legitimately takes me minimum an hour mm. to make my toast and then <laughs> eat my toast yeah because they always want things in the middle of it and i'm just like yeah i'm so ready i feel like once they are to the point where they can like get their <clears throat> own snacks or they can make their own bowl of cereal then I'm going to thrive because it's like, now I'm going to get to have some like personality with you some outside bandwidth, of, yeah. outside of just being like a tired mom that is just getting things for you. Yeah. Like I'm going to get to have some of my Kate personality back and then we're going to get to like mm -hmm. hang out and mm -hmm. vibe. And I don't want it to be like, Oh, I'm so excited to be friends with my kids because I know there's that like weird line, yeah. but I do also want our kids to think that they can, like enjoy us as individuals and also parents. Sure. Like I would have loved to have seen parts of my parents' personality that they show me now. I would have genuinely really loved to see that yeah. when I was younger too. You know, yeah. like my dad can be like really fucking funny sometimes. Sure. Like he is so like surprisingly funny. Yeah. And he just didn't do that when mm -hmm. we were little. He was very like... He was just kind of a hard ass, yeah. you know? Well, that's why I try to be as open and transparent with, especially Oliver, but, you know, soon Arlo, right. I, you know, maybe in a couple of years, we'll probably start getting done some of that. But, you know, Oliver sees my emotions. I talk about, you know, not too in depth, obviously, with a little bit of tax, but, you know, certain struggles I have. Yeah. Um, And then... I, I, yeah, I feel like I'm pretty raw with the kids as far as I try not to hide any part of like who I am or reserve, I, I guess I should say. Yeah. And so when they're older, I, I hope that they will have a good understanding of, of who I am and, and there will be this sense of like, oh, I've always known my dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and like Oliver, especially, but I think kids in general, they're so nosy anyway. <laughs> That the idea yeah. that we could hide things from them isn't even realistic. Um, yeah. So if we don't talk to them about it, they're going to come up with their own, uh, you know, their own ideas yeah. of what's going on. So instead, it's like, no, let's just be honest with them and tell them what's up. I mean, I had a conversation with Oliver about me feeling really sad and like needing to get on medicine to help me with that. I mean, like, sure. I, it's like, yeah. I don't go in depth with Ollie about like, man, I'm sad I got to hang out with you guys all the time. Like, you know, I'm not trying to be like that. Yeah, again, tact. Yeah. yeah, but I'm like, and it's okay to be sad and it's okay to need medicine sometimes to sure. get you through that. Like, I just, Ollie's, Ollie sees it anyway. And I want Oliver to know that the the mom that, that they've seen for the last, you know, eight or nine months isn't the mom that I want to be. Sure. And that, so I'm hoping that taking this medicine yeah. will then allow me to be a funner mom yeah well and then they get to, to go see, do things and then they get to see that like um there's no shame in trying and yeah. to like get better sorry there's no shame in trying to get better and um to be open and honest about especially with the ones you love about like what's going on and what you're trying to do because yeah. then when inevitably unfortunately this is something that like keeps me up at night 
is the risk of me passing some sort of my shit to them or them developing other shit that they will need to be medicated for yeah. on some level. And I want to make sure we destigmatize that to some degree as right. far as like, no, it's okay. Like you don't have to feel any sort of way. And, and on the other side of that coin, your mom and I have gone down this road. And so we both have, you know, um, a place to come from when we're giving our advice and yeah. you can feel safe knowing that we will shepherd you in this aspect as well. Well, and there's just like no reason to struggle. Like if you're having a hard time and there's medication that can help you, there's there's no reason to just struggle through things. Like I am hopeful that what's going on with me um, is very much like situational to where we're at. And I'm hopeful yeah, that right. like once I'm able to move out of this chapter, whenever that is, give you an I, environment to. Yeah. yeah and mm -hmm. like maybe then at, at that point I can <clears throat> wean myself off of this medicine. But like, yeah, the option, the other option was for me to continue to struggle and fight it. I mean, you've been asking me to talk like to a doctor about getting on medication basically since my anxiety developed with Arlo. Yeah. And I was just like, nope, it's, it's just gonna get better. I'm just going to I'm good. I'll deal yeah. with it. And it's like damn why why did i struggle so much for a couple years before i finally was just like okay just take the fucking medicine yeah and i do feel better so well good i'm glad that you know i try to check in every now and again but yeah i mean you seem to be overall in a better place in the last couple weeks i would say yeah i think my anxiety is still like higher than i would like for it to be <clears throat> yeah. um but i'm trying to give it like the full six weeks before i ask them to like up anything okay but yeah but yeah that us going to the movie theater that really did fuck with me uh yeah that really did and then once you mentioned it i definitely was like god damn it yeah now it's in my head yeah but we were we went to see a movie which we haven't done in forever yeah. and we just happened to pick the seats that like we're right next to the entrance to that theater. So Actually, you know what? No, we didn't. Well, no, we picked other seats and then those chairs were broken. So then <laughs> yeah. we moved. I am not going to go to a, a movie theater that has reclining seats. And then both of our seats don't recline. Yeah. I'm moving. No. <laughs> um, but the seats that we chose, it was right next to the entrance. And so I was, I immediately recognized that. But then I was too <clears throat> embarrassed to get up and move again. Yeah. And so then I'm sitting there. I'm just like, if somebody would come into this movie theater and decide to like, yeah, be real naughty, there's nothing we can do. And my anxiety is so heightened right now that it's like, when I have those thoughts, it literally is like a little movie that plays mm -hmm. in my head. Mm -hmm. I can see it happening. I can see you trying to block me. I can see what would happen to you. I can feel, it's like I feel the panic, all of that. Yeah. And I don't know how to not feel that but i don't want to feel that yeah intrusive thoughts and or, whatnot yeah it's like i wish that my intrusive that right thoughts there, could just be like a thought and not a literal screenplay of what's going on that right <laughs> there is where again i know like the access to it right now isn't isn't the best but it is like it's getting there but my ketamine treatments i would say that's probably the number one thing that that has done for me uh is i tried to explain it is that you notice that the, those thoughts don't come. You just turn around and you're like, oh, I haven't even thought about these thoughts. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't even thought about thinking about the thoughts. 
those are the kind of intrusive, intrusive thoughts that I'm talking about. It's like the ones that you are so graphic. Not, ne- I mean, for me, yes, it's that, but it's also other like you know financial ruin. It's uh, getting jailed. It's yeah. you know, like these weird like worst case scenarios that I just play out in my head, and I can't stop catastrophizing any subject or any possible subject that always hypothetically hmm, never happens. Right. Um, but yeah, I could totally <laughs> sympathize with that. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that this flight we're getting ready to do will be like a big test for me. I'm thankful that the kids won't be on it. That's always like much harder for me. Yeah. Cause the last flight we were on, you did we didn't I, do that well? No, I did not. Cause and we it, had that like turbulence pretty, yeah. that they did not tell us about. And it was super rough for like 30 whole seconds. And then I got to panic about it the rest of the Yeah, they, it was bad enough. I'm I'm usually pretty good about that stuff. Um, because mm-hmm. I actually, I like that feeling in my stomach sometimes of like the kind of the, the drops in altitude and yeah, all that Yeah, I like stuff. it if we're on like a winding road. Because it reminds me of like when I used to ride dirt bikes and you'd go over big jumps and whatnot. You'd feel that like feeling when you'd go from big jump to big jump. So I kind of like it. You're that much I'm, closer to the ground. On sure, absolutely. <laughs> but even... That flight there towards it's like after a few seconds, I was I, I definitely started to okay, <laughs> like you know say something stop. like is there anything going on or is this no you know this is past normal it feels yeah. so yeah I felt very bad for you and your oh my gosh because you were going into that flight already not feeling the best yeah I have not felt great about flying for basically since Arlo I used to love flying I used yeah. to love going to the airport and the hustle and bustle of it. And like being up in the clouds, I'm like, what on what planet? Like, how did I manage to live in this timeline where we can literally fly like a fucking bird up here? Like, that's incredible. Look yeah. at us. And now I'm like, I'm that person that gets on a plane and immediately shuts the the blind. Like, yeah. I don't even I need to not know that I'm on this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, I was talking. Uh, Dan and I were talking about this at one point. And he was mentioning that, like, for him, what helps calm the nerves is, one, just statistics. You know, if you look at the millions of flights um, and the actual rarity of something catastrophic happening is so rare um, that, one, that might help. But, two, the look around at, like, the, um, what are they called, the stewardesses and the... The flight attendants. Flight attendants, yeah. Yeah. Look at their behavior. If they're just like, I'm on the fucking city bus, everything's fine. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there are, it's more than just the captain and the co-captain in there. It's there's a there's control. There are multiple people involved, several people involved with multiple point inspections and blah 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 to make sure that these flights are safe, you know. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I do kind of rationalize sometimes is what are the odds? You know what I mean? Really, what are the odds? And they're super, super fucking low. But I know but the anxiety. I know, but that's but zero. Not zero so. But same thing. You yeah. get in a car and then, but then again, I have catastrophized about that too. <laughs> I know. I just feel like I went I'm through more... a period where I didn't want to even like drive. It was uh, like late high school, I think. Me too. Right yeah. after I had Arlo, it was like, I absolutely don't want to ride in a car. Like I will drive you it. You be in control. Or I will panic the whole time. Yeah. And I feel I feel bad when you drive 
and I do that. <laughs> I know I'm that jumpy fucking passenger now, and I'm like, That's and I'm not so even annoying. an aggressive driver. I'm actually kind of like a little bit of a grandpa, I would say. Yeah, and so it's like if you did that to me, I would immediately be like, "Do you want to fucking drive?" You know, like I would be so defensive yeah. that you're insinuating that I'm like being reckless, and I feel myself in my like logical brain. I'm like, okay, Kate, like. He's fine. Logan's never gotten us in a big accident before. Like, he's not going to do that. He's not driving reckless. But in my brain, I'm like, but that motherfucker keeps hitting that brake a little too fucking hard for me. You know? <laughs> or man, you're really getting up close to this person, aren't you? Uh, you're like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's annoying to me. I'm certain it's annoying to you. <laughs> and I just would like for this medicine to kick in, up, kick in enough <clears throat> that I don't feel like that. Yeah. Well, I'm proud that you are sticking with it. And it seems to be having... At least a positive effect. Something yeah. you can look on and at least baseline, you know? It's been a long time since I've had like a day where I just literally lay on the couch all day. Yeah. And I feel like I did a lot of that before I started the medicine. Good. A lot of just like, I'm going to lay here until I need to like well, make some food for someone and then I'm going to immediately come back. Well, that's a that's a good metric. Yeah. So I'll check in in a couple of weeks. Great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we've been actually going here for a little bit, but we were intending this to be a lunch table talk. So do you want to maybe just get into some of those? Sure do. Uh, okay. I want to start it off with uh, one that, man, it just made, it did make my gut sink well so the topic oh yeah we sorry i'm, I'm about, skipping ahead of myself yeah go yeah ahead. the topic that we were going to talk about today was like inappropriate or just kind of wild stories about like teachers that you have yeah right and so we put something out online uh in the facebook group and asked people and we had a fair amount of people write on it mm -hmm. um so i didn't read any of them mm -hmm. um i let you re like read through them so i'm excited to hear what people said yeah i have a few Okay. Um, so again, the, the, uh, the first one that I want to start off with it, uh, just, there was something inside me that it, it actually made me cringe. Uh, but this person says in second grade, I was big into card collecting, specifically basketball cards, had a whole, uh, card booklet of Scotty Pippen cards, which, you know, if you were into basketball yeah. in any sort of the nineties, it was, you know, Pippen, Rodman, uh, Jordan, of course. Oh yeah. Um, said he, uh, had the mountain class and my teacher took them, said she would keep them till Friday. Did you ever have a teacher like take something and keep it till the end of the week? Never anything of mine. Yeah. Uh, but I remember lots of people, especially in high school, oh. getting their phones taken and stuff. Ah, oh, man, looking back, I'd be like, no, fuck you. Get the fuck out of I here. I think as a parent, I would yeah, be absolutely. if somebody took my kid's phone, like that is expensive. If, if all of it. Yeah. <laughs> if, if our kids, if, if, mm, 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 uh, so Friday came and she said she never had them said still to this day. I see her out and I want to ask about them. Not too crazy, but I remember like it was yesterday. That was about 25 years ago. Can you imagine that having is. a collection of, you know, pretty valuable car, <laughs> whether or not they're valuable or not to a kid, that shit is like the world. Yeah. A, a card collection. I don't know about obviously you, but for me and my brother, I fucking, we had the, they were just like cardboard, white cardboard boxes that you just would get. I forget how a thousand cards or whatever. And I remember 
there were um, a few stores like in Ellettsville yeah. that my dad would take us and we would we would get our big bulk car and we'd have the the plastic sleeves you know all the good stuff and I really got into it with my brother for probably a couple years yeah and then when he got too old for it he like kind of passed it down to me I would say I have no clue where any of those are probably probably lost in a divorce somewhere or maybe my brother does have some of them somewhere I should ask him yeah no I never got into card collecting but there was a kid that I was really good friends with I'm still good friends with I think uh that lived in the neighborhood that my grandparents lived in so I would go over to his house a lot and he had I mean when I tell you thousands of Pokemon cards (laughs) this kid yeah he was like an only child so I just imagine that it's it was like an easy thing for his parents to say yes to if they would like go out he could pick up a couple packs or whatever yeah this kid had so fucking many binders of Pokemon cards and I, I'm pretty certain he still has them. I think that his kid also likes Pokemon now. That's cool, man. So it's like I a thing that. that they get to yeah. continue to love together. Um, I can only imagine like the sheer fucking panic he would have had if what someone do you mean would have, you don't have them. Someone would have <laughs> taken his cards and oh, acted yeah. like they didn't ever have. That's like psychotic. And again, I think about like the parents, like. If Ollie came to us and said, hey, I got this thing taken away, I'd be like, well, naughty of you to yeah, right, right. be doing whatever you're doing to get it taken. Yeah. But make sure you get him back. And then if he would come, if they would come to us and be like, oh, yeah, my teacher literally stole them. Can you imagine if you like, what? <laughs> can you imagine going to the huh? school and then there's like some internal investigation. You find out the teacher did steal them and it's like selling them on their eBay yeah, right? or, or even worse, like traded them with some other student in the school. Right. Yeah. Like a black deal. Oh, that is so wild. I can't imagine. That's the thing that like, some uh, Scotty Pippen cards too. <laughs> like, that's yeah, crazy. Like, I dare you to say something kind of vibe. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, fuck that. Um, okay, I got another one here. Um, yeah, so this one, I think I, I've got something on this too. Uh, it says not even a specific teacher, um, but this person's sister, who's two grades uh, above them, was a nightmare student. Uh, says, I'm sure there are some younger siblings out there that can relate. Hello. But so many teachers seem to judge me from day one because of that. There was a solid divide between how well I did in classes with teachers who had my sister and those who didn't. And she fucking reveled in this. Now, my I can relate to this so hard because my brother wasn't a terror because he was. Uh, I think he was valedictorian or like or salutatorian, maybe or something like that. my brother. Again, really smart. Yeah. Grades mattered. Also, you know, sports and yada, yada. So he was a very. We couldn't have been more opposite. (laughs) Let me just say, I'll put it this way. I was a super fucking nerd. You know, we know all that stuff. My brother, opposite. Um, And so I remember coming through the system and getting teachers who definitely had him. And it was this either love, hate. And I think there were teachers who who did hate him. Yeah. Because he was so like, I don't know. He got it and and he had... uh, I don't want to say arrogance because that's not the right word, but it was like, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Confidence? Like, like I don't an know. Ego? Maybe, maybe a little bit. Um, but again, like 
when you're smart and you could pull the shit off that they're asking you to pull off like quickly, then yeah, I don't know, whatever, whatever it was, there were a handful of teachers that just didn't like my brother's personality. Yeah. And I absolutely caught the brunt of that. Oh, oh, great. Another Keith. And I had to like work hard to be like, no, no, no. I'm the kind who sits in the back with my hood up and won't say a word. Yeah. At least at that point, you know, yeah. before that I have, I was more class clowny, but once I got to high school, really, especially those last like two years, like I just wanted to get through and be yeah. done. My sister was like a total perfectionist in school. Um, and so she had, I mean, the majority of her teachers liked her. There was one teacher that definitely did not like her that then was not nice to me. Um, and she was like a middle school teacher that then also ended up moving up to the high school. And so I'm like, damn, dude, like this teacher. And like, this was one of those teachers that everyone else, all the other students in my class loved her, thought she was like, because she always wanted to like gossip with everyone. Yeah. Which even as a a kid in high school, I thought that was weird. Like, what do you even, why do you even care? Like who's dating who or what's going on? Yeah. Um, uh, there are definitely some teachers that thrive on that. Like that is their real world. It's like the office for them or something. Yeah. It's their real world sitcom. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> thinking that was weird. And she was just always really like rude to me or she would like ignore me. But I also feel like the opposite happened where my sister had one teacher in high school that she loved and that teacher loved her too. And like they literally were friendly with each other for yeah. a decade out of school. Like. <clears throat> I would wager that my sister could still reach out to her at this point and they could like immediately go get lunch and have a great time. And then I came through <laughs> and I was a good student, but I wasn't, sure. I was not a perfectionist. No, no, no. I'm not somebody that like totally plays into um, like, uh, like what's your sign stuff, astrology. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, if I have a Libra quality, it is absolutely, <laughs> I will get it done on my time. You know, yeah. like you tell me to do something, I'll do it. I wish I knew Don't, what the different qualities were, but I me too. Truly I, don't. I try to watch a lot of TikToks. You to could learn literally it. say that's such a Taurus thing, and I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I don't know if it is or not. Well, apparently, it's a <laughs> it's a bit of a Libra thing. That, okay. Like you um, are not somebody that is going to get it done right away. Yeah, you'll get it done eventually, but okay. I'm going to do it on my time. Okay, and that's very me. Like I will procrastinate on things that I don't want to do. Yeah, I'll get it done and I'll get a good grade on it, but I'm not, I'm not going to be the first person to turn it in. Yeah. Okay? Uh, and I think that irked that teacher because <laughs> she was used to having my sister who was just a really like uh, good student and also like an enthusiastic student. And I just wasn't great at the subject she was asked like that she taught anyway it was an elective and i just wasn't very like yeah. enthusiastic about it <clears throat> and i felt like uh by the end of me getting out of her class uh she was ready for me to go you know yeah <laughs> she was like over it like you are not jen move <laughs> on <laughs> you know? i uh i was just looking up here because i am curious have you ever really looked up your libra like traits and whatnot no i remember i looked up my uh, big three once where it's like you look up you know what time you were born and your birthday and whatever oh and like what region you're in and i remember like my when i looked up what my big three were supposed to stand for like that's supposed to give you your ultimate like 
who you are as a person uh-huh. and it kind of hurt my feelings really so i was like i don't feel like i vibe with that so. oh well this i just i just typed in but um, there are certain parts of being a libra that i think yeah this says uh, that you're extroverted which typically i do find you compared to me especially in high school and call you know yeah you were the easy one to like m- make friends and like yeah. uh, use your voice right um cozy i do consider you cozy oh, as far as like yeah, you have a very autumn presence. <laughs> oh my god, thank you. I love sweater weather. Uh, and it says you're very friendly, um, and that uh, you're concerned with attaining balance, harmony, peace, and justice in the world. I know these are very sure. like vague and whatnot, yeah. but um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm seeing. Let me see. What am I? You're a Sagittarius. Sa- Sagittarius. Wait, Sagittarius. <laughs> Was I born in two months? <laughs> You're a Sagittarius. <laughs> Embarrassing. Uh, let's see. Adaptability and flexibility is what I'm like associated with. Um, I'm a risk taker. I have a sharp business and sports mentality. Hey. Damn, that's actually I spot know. on. I know. Um, Doesn't your tattoo say adapt or die? Yeah, my literal first. Uh, no, wait. my That's my second tattoo. Uh, it's the sorcerer's stone yeah just like a very vertical version of it and it says adapt or die on it because yeah that's that's the that was the business mindset i was in when i got the tattoo i was like you know what fuck it i'm not gonna throw in the towel we're gonna change what we're doing fucking worked it out yeah that's interesting (laughs) again i'm not because i know whatever i'm not gonna get into swear by this shit so I'm not going to, either way, I am neutral. Me, I am neutral. If anyone wants to read me, I'll let you know all of my stuff. <laughs> and you can tell me, yeah. hopefully, that I just read my shit wrong. Yeah. And that my big three aren't actually Yeah, if anybody's hurtful. like super okay. into it, yeah, please uh, send in some anal- uh, analysis. I just, no, us. I need to physically give you my things and then I need you to give it back to me. Like give I need, what things? Like I need to tell you what time I was born. Oh, oh yeah. I need to give you the information and then you give it I've tried to look this shit up on my own, and yeah, I get so lost in it. Yeah. So what? It, don't. Well, I, yeah, I don't give your birthday so, or yeah. anything. But the, I guess if you need that specific, yeah, email you us. Do if you it, need the the birthday specific. Yeah. Because what do you think they're going to do? Astrological. Yeah. Whatever. People going to steal my identity because they know what my birthday is? Man, it's just. You know whatever. what, man? Take it. Yeah. No. Take well, it. Email Fuck us it. If, if you do. If you do this stuff like for. Um, you know, for fun or even yeah. a job. I don't know. The, or I don't, <laughs> horoscope. I, don't think I mean, if you write for a newspaper, Maybe. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Email yeah. us in. Here. Uh, here's the next one. You can okay. read it. Oh, it's a long one. Yeah. A little bit. Um, okay. We had a PE coach in my high school who would sit at the gym door and allow kids to skip off campus if you, quote, brought him something back. Later found out he was taking sexual favors, too. Then, as a teacher, I taught next to an English teacher who was way too close to some of the male students. She got let go for allowing the entire cheer team to come to her house. She was the coach for a team bonding night. She had made jello shots for the kids and took pictures with them drinking. Girls showed me the pictures she was in. Was she like trying to honeypot them or something? Damn. But then when the principal... But then told the principal the kids snuck into her liquor cabinet. One of the girls was diabetic, and when her mom came to get her, she couldn't stop throwing up. The mm. assistant superintendent was called, and she was quietly let go. 
Yeah, I was thinking about this one, like, just from the aspect of, like, having a teacher that clearly takes shit way too far. Or a yeah. coach. I feel like typically it's a coach that has um, uh, access to, like, after-hours activities, like sports practices. Mm -hmm. And, again, the ability to do bonding stuff. Yeah. I, didn't even, I didn't even know. That's a good, that was a good point of, like, if a teacher in class your geography teacher hey class we're gonna have a class bonding thing at my house tonight how much would that fly but uh, a football coach can do that yeah that is wild i never really yeah. thought about that we would have like um team bonding things for volleyball but our coach was such a hard ass that she would have never let us like be inappropriate like she, that did she yeah she was principal for a little bit wasn't she after yeah she yeah, was a principal right, when right, i was right, right. um but i remember those nights being really fun but it we literally spent the night at her house yeah so it does feel like this kind of weird dynamic uh but those were actually always really fun nights yeah but i mean dude i i remember all kinds of like crazy rumors and shit going around with about teachers that were like messing around <laughs> with students and I remember at the time that being like a, like a holy shit, like that's wild. But it didn't read as like, as adults, we yeah. hear that and we're like, oh, it's that's a different like kind actually of holy shit. super fucked up. It's almost like, like a, holy shit, I can't believe they did that. Like they, they achieved that almost. <laughs> like, how yeah. did you like, what? Yeah. I always had the yeah. thought of like, literally why? Like why mm. would, why would that teacher want to do that? I remember specifically a female teacher that was older mm. uh, that was rumored to be like messing around with certain members of like the football team. I think I know. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, <laughs> one, she's like in her 50s. Why would why are these guys doing that? And uh, they're like, trophy. And they're like the popular guys at school. So trophy. you're also like, look what I did, guys. Dude, That's gross. Yeah, no. Trophy. And so I looked at it in the aspect of like, that's a gross. Like, why do my like peers want to mess around with our older teachers yeah. when they're not hurting <clears throat> for action with my friends. Yeah. But now as an adult, I'm like, that's so, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a fucking crime, yeah. but it's like, it's also so vile. Like, and it's crazy to me how like everyone has a story about a teacher in their school. It's that's not what's some like, yeah, it's not like some new phenomenon or like, Oh my god, that only happened at this one school. Like, no, dude, that's everywhere. Predators are everywhere. Man. We had a a substitute teacher that was like super. Uh, he worked all the time. He was always in the building subbing for someone in middle school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he literally got somebody pregnant. I remember that. And had to go to jail. Like mm -hmm. in middle school. Like, bro, what the fuck? That's so crazy. Mm -hmm. But it's not unheard of yeah. that's not like a rare story that's so fucking sad it wasn't there a teacher at our school who married a student oh i don't know i think we need to talk about that because i think i want i don't, obviously won't not gonna <laughs> yeah i think that might be true weird i think so but i'll say it off mic um okay, yeah <laughs> I'm not in. not like way before us like yeah. by the time like we came oh, along yeah. yes yeah yes and then that teacher also stayed married to that student for a long time uh still is married yeah and they're like retired now yeah. uh 
But that same teacher would make really like gross comments. Yes. Um, in class. We're not on the same person. Not about other students, but about other like females. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, dog, you are in your late 60s. Pervy, I don't actually want to hear you yeah. say this shit. And like, why? <laughs> yeah. But you shouldn't be hearing true. about. I think I think one of the one liner. Uh, I don't want to give away the identity I because know. it was something this per this person Dude, he liked. said it all the time. Yeah. It was like his intro to the fucking class. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, if he's putting it out there, it he, like he would joke. say he would, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Faith Hill, right? It was either Faith Hill or Shania Twain. Shania Twain, one or the other, is like, he, he would gladly drink her bath water. Yeah, he was like, and I so, wouldn't. We're all like, like, what the fuck did you just say? He was like, I wouldn't <laughs> cheat on my wife, but I'd drink her bath water. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Like, so presidents now, I guess, yeah, or like, states. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude and again he was so old that i just i'm like oh you're bald no dude dude like i can't do you remember this might have even been like I, I mean i'm only a year older than you but i remember this happening early in high school so i wonder if you were even there do you remember the older male teacher that we had at our school that would wear shorts yes and not have that was in my when my brother was going through he there was a ban yeah and well it's, yeah so he was not allowed to wear shorts anymore <laughs> because he would wear shorts he would wear short shorts and not wear underwear and he would prop his leg up on like a chairs chair yeah or whatever all right listen guys i'm and gonna talk to you see his fucking nuts, nuts would like, <laughs> like what's going and, on yeah and it's, they had to come to him and they say sir you are no longer allowed to wear shorts. You have to wear pants. Yeah. Because your gum is hanging <laughs> out. <laughs> like a grocery sack a with like nasty oranges in it. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. Not your gum. God. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that that was my, my brother was like a junior or a senior or something that happened. Yeah, I feel like I remember it. I feel like it was like <laughs> freshman year for me because I think your okay. brother was a senior my freshman year. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was wild. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah. Trying to think of like the, I had other teachers that again made like inappropriate. <gasps> I know one. And shit. I know one. Um there was and I, I had to, okay you know exactly who i'm gonna who i'm talking about but this person definitely got in a lot of trouble i think several times but i don't think anything actually came like of never it. got fired yeah but i remember there were these games that we would play in spanish class and it was always for some reason and it was like um you have to stand on this line and when you get a word right you have you have to like put your hands behind your back and you have to make one jump forward. And at the end, whoever gets to the like furthest line wins the game. But he would always choose like females to do it. And no. you know, like the one the ones <clears throat> that were, you know, the popular <laughs> no. ones. And so he would literally like make them like bounce their tits. No. To get co correct answers. And I remember there was this one comment he made. I'll, it'll never. The whole class, dude, it was, everybody has had this moment, I'm sure, at some point, where one girl came up and uh, stood about to answer some questions he had or whatever, and he had this weird, awkward silence, and just like that old man, just like, <sighs> wow. 
you know, like, like that breath, just like, okay. Oh, I see your, uh, your jeans got uh, some holes in the knees. I know. Ex- and, and she's like, oh, yeah, ha, that's the style. He's like, oh, I bet you look pretty good on your knees. And we were all like, what the fuck did he just say? And he's like, yeah, because of your, your chest. And we're all like, what? And he pointed to like a cross or something she was wearing. He's like, oh, because I'm sure you pray, right? Bro. It was this so like, I know this dude. Check this dude's hard drive. Literally. Cre- oh, it gave me the creepy GPs. Okay. I did not know that because I didn't take Spanish. So I had not heard that. And yes. that, but I know exactly what teacher's you talking about. You know who I'm talking about. And, and I think that's 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 been going on. I'm pretty sure, like, my mom was like, oh, yeah, he was like that when I was in school. Like, how does that happen? I fucking don't know, that's man. That's so foul. It's like sy- systemic, like, oh, ma- maybe because he's been around for so long. Like, his fa- it's not like a, this, like a powerful family or anything, but maybe it was like, oh, we just don't do that because that's, that's someone so who has tenure here or fucked. something. Um, no, I, I thought you were going to talk about the teacher that I actually really did like. And I thought he was really funny. And he made a boring subject not boring. But he got in trouble numerous times because he would have alcohol in his cups. Oh, okay. So that's what I was gonna. And I <laughs> on this one, yeah. I was gonna ha- here read this, and then we'll okay. talk about that. <clears throat> yeah, because I yeah. Tenth grade, I had a substitute in my science class who was openly popping pills and drinking soda <laughs> in a can. Soda with a, a quotation. Soda, yeah. yes. <laughs> he told us a story about how his dad was one of the bombers of. Hiroshima and he wouldn't have met his mom and subsequently have him the sub if he hadn't dropped the bomb <laughs> he proceeded to pass out at his desk and our entire class walked out and played hooky instead needless to say we never saw him again That's uh, I'm gonna tell you about my pappy back in Hiroshima oh Nagasaki God. <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> but yeah, that made Sitting me at the desk popping pills. Okay, that made me think of yeah, exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, seventh or eighth grade? Was it eighth mm, grade? I think. I think it was yeah. eighth grade. But I really liked him. Uh, like I thought he was funny. Yeah, you know, funny. and he was good at he like kind hearted. It's a, that well, he was like, good at like razzing the guys without like embarrassing them. Yeah, but it was like I don't know. He I always had these like word games too, where he knew every class. It's like looking back. He'd always, uh, he would always say his threes as trees. Yeah. And I think he did that on purpose. Uh, just like as a little nod to, I don't know, he, he, it's like he loves Chicago. There's like a little bit of tree in there. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but I think he loved the game of seeing how long it would take people to like say something every semester. Yeah. Because again, he, he was another person who'd done it for years and years and years. And yeah, my dad, same thing. It's like when he was in school, he was like, I remember a story. Of my dad telling me that someone had run up and pranked him and like grabbed his cup, his mug thing, and then like ran down the hallway and the like the alarm bells that you could see going off above his head and the immediate like chasing this kid down the hall, like give it the fuck back. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's obviously not coffee in there. Yeah. Because his thing was he would have one of those, you know, pull out drawers in his desk. Yeah. And. I mean, he should have been sponsored by whoever makes those white and red round mints. Oh, because yeah. he, I, I mean, the millions he probably ate over the 30 years of yeah. covering up his breath. Yeah. 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 I, um, do you remember, uh, well, we actually, we talked about it on another episode that we haven't aired yet and we're not really sure when we're going to yeah. air it. 
But I had a teacher in the fifth grade and uh, she was, it was her one and it was her first year at our school and her last year at our school because she got fired. Uh, But she was, um, she was so inappropriate. She was uh, actively dealing with um, an eating disorder, specifically bulimia. And she was like, she was like the number one supporter of this fucking eating disorder. Like, yeah, she would make these comments about how, like, you know, it, my teeth look like this because it's like my stomach acid has like burned all of my enamel off of my teeth. But like, I look great, baby. And you should, <laughs> you know, like, but my legs are skinny and like you should have a thigh gap. And like, that's what you need to have for the boys to like you. And I remember she was like such a fucking fan of that Uncle Cracker song. Follow me, follow me, and everything is all right. right. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Okay. She loved that fucking song. (laughs) Like, that was her favorite banger. And I remember so many times that shit would be on repeat. (laughs) And I I can... The only reason I know all the words to that song is because of how often she played it. I could sing you the whole thing right now. And I remember one time... (laughs) We um we had like an indoor recess and she was like, oh, I'm going to teach you guys how to play poker or something like that. And then that's literally all we did for the rest of the day. It wasn't just a recess activity. Yeah. It was literally the rest of the fucking day. That was right. all we did. She <laughs> was so I mean, there were some girls in class that like <clears throat> still didn't shave their legs and she would make comments to them about how they needed to be using like at least you need to be using Nair. Wow. Like she was so she just put every like toxic fucking female requirement like she's a spokesperson for oh female my, toxicity. Yeah, like it was yeah. she was so and and I'm so bummed that I had her at such an impressionable age yeah, too. Sure. Because I think that like not that I looked at what she was saying and thought, "Well, that's right." You know, but like I definitely had these moments throughout school whenever that would ring back in my head about like I bet if I wanted to lose a quick 15 pounds I could just start throwing Mm. up a lot like that kind of shit where it was like she normalized it so much throughout that whole year Mm. that in my head it wasn't like this crazy thing to do Mm. I never did it because I am like a very violent puker (laughs) Like, I am so loud. (laughs) And I am, like, a projectile. Like, everybody would know. There would be no secretly going to do that for me. Uh, But it definitely, like, normalized it for Mm -hmm. a long time. Uh, Or, like, whenever I would know that my friends were doing that, it didn't hit in this way of, like, oh, girl, like, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, it was just, like, well, that's just what girls do if they want to be skinny. Like, I don't know. But her, she was so... She was such a, like, she should not have been there at uh, all. I wonder if she went on to do any more teaching at another district or, <laughs> I don't know. man. I never heard her. girls that she's, like, negatively affected. Yeah, man. I've never heard her <clears throat> name again. Uh, well, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you have, so I guess uh, for me, to, to kind of flip the coin, I do have one teacher in mind that is, like, a standout that I always remember as being like the teacher for me. Yeah. 
Um, and that was my third grade teacher just to like balance the talking yeah, yeah. shit about teachers. Cause like I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent for, I think society needs teachers. I have and an I elementary think, ed degree. Yeah, exactly. Like we, I, I, I we love, love teachers in this house. We love our teachers I, and we are big advocates that we should value them higher. Yes. Almost like to me, I, I love the Scandin Scandinavian model or the, it's either Finnish or Norway, something over there where it's essentially you have to go to school just as long, if not longer, I think, than medical professionals, like doctors. And, and then I think you're it's also like eight like, or ten year. And then you're also paid the same. Like you're Yeah, yeah. You are like, very highly valued by you are the, highly mm -hmm. paid and you are highly valued. And, and it's, it's 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 looked at as this like noble thing yeah. to pursue now. It, I feel like it used to when I was younger, like we I, there was this sense of like uh, respecting teachers overall yeah. um, and then over now it just seems to be like almost like they're government workers you know just like like feel, a post office like uh, well and I feel like so many no offense to my post office workers yeah well I just feel like so many people almost look at teachers as like fucking glorified babysitters at this point exactly yeah that's what you I'm know trying, what I mean yeah. and it's like mm, we went to school too and we and and so many teachers Whenever I went into my student teaching, this elementary school I wanted to work at, I don't know if it was an Indiana requirement or just that school district, but it was also like, oh, and within five years, you need to have your master's degree. Yeah, right. So like, you have to also continue education. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of schools or a lot of states require you to get even more education after, but like, then they're not paying you enough to yeah, pay those pay student piss. loans. Yeah. And so then a lot of teachers have to get secondary jobs either throughout the year or for yeah. sure during the summer. Yeah. It's so fucked. It's so fucked up. Yeah, that's a whole other like episode we yeah. probably go into, but Yeah. But we don't want you guys to take this like us <laughs> yeah. talking about the shitty ones as like we No, think I think it, I think it was just a good opportunity because everybody again has mm. a you wouldn't believe what happened at my school with this, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, to get back to my, I had a third grade teacher who, you know, at the time for me, I was very, that was like the heart of my parents trying to figure out like, is this kid going to be okay? Basically. Yeah. Because I had basically up through that point, you know, psychiatrists, you know, various medication regiments. I had this special book where I'd get my ass whipped, all that good stuff. So it was like this, they were trying various things. And this was like the first teacher to like see me as someone who was outside the box of sit here, do this, and then you get this grade. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I feel like you know, she understood me. Um, and that's where I started doing the spell bowl, which she so happened to be the instructor for. So it was my homeroom class. And then my mom signed me up and then I would just get to like stay in homeroom. And after school we would practice and then, yeah, later on go to our competitions and all that good stuff. Um, I don't know. And then after, uh, you know, graduating and not seeing her for 20 years, whatever. Yeah. Was friends on Facebook with her. And I um, had reached out and said, Hey, um, would you like to maybe get lunch sometime? And we actually did. We uh, right at Upland across from that downtown shop that I had. 
we sat for about an hour and a half and it was just a really cool moment of the last time you saw me I was a person that you were hopeful for mm-hmm. and you have I'm sure again with the advent of Facebook and you know social media she's been able to at least touch base so I'm sure this story would be a little different if you had gone back you know a little more mm-hmm. um but it was this cool moment of like completing a loop of like yeah, everything's going great. Actually, if you look right over there, that big building right there, that's mine. I'm doing all right. And she, I still have somewhere, there's a poster she gave me of Einstein. She really mm-hmm. made me feel that, hey, I know everybody tells you you're special, but more in like a behavioral, like we need to put you in the corner kind of special. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you feel like what you maybe think actually inside of like, no, maybe I am like a little something here. Mm -hmm. And she treated me with like dignity. Yeah. And um, that was, I think a big turning point for me as far as, oh, learning can be somewhat fun. And, um, you know, I don't have to get these grades to not get my ass whipped. I can get these grades because... I've now learned what it feels like to be rewarded for putting in the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got in trouble a couple times, of course. She caught me, you know, doing a couple naughties. And, (laughs) but I think overall she handled me like, like she is the teacher that you would see on a poster with a golden apple on her desk and did it right. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful that I had her to be such an influence early on in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you, who would you, do you have anybody? Um, I have two teachers oh, okay. uh, that stand out, but I was, it's funny. I was trying to think like, I feel like I remember a lot of high school and all of that, but I actually cannot think of a lot of teachers. Like I can't immediately like remember their names yeah. and their faces together they start to slip a little bit. outside of people that I like also knew outside of school mm-hmm. you know but first teacher uh that immediately popped into my head was my kindergarten teacher um and again we knew her a little bit outside of school too because her husband worked at the same company my mom worked at mm-hmm. but I had never like met her before my mom just knew her mm-hmm. uh and I don't, again, I don't really like remember that much, but I just remember her room being at school for me with her always felt like very warm and safe and yeah. fun. And like, I remember one time my mom was late picking me up and my mom never picked me up. I uh, would ride the bus and stuff, but I think it was my birthday. And so she was going to pick me up from school and I was in kindergarten like, you know, 1995 or something. So this was before cell phones were like mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Um, and my mom had gotten stuck in traffic, but like couldn't call and tell the school that because she didn't have a phone. And so all the other kids leave and I'm left in the class and I'm upset because I'm not, I don't understand why my mom isn't there. And I remember Miss King like pulled out a, a like a, a coloring book or something 
and just sat with me and colored and like made me feel really safe, even though I felt yeah. really nervous that my mom sure. wasn't there. And my mom showed up and she was like crying and upset and and then we moved on. But I just felt like that room was always really safe for me. Yeah. And she was somebody that like would continue to check in with my mom mm. uh, <clears throat> as I got older. And she like came to my graduation party, you know, and her husband had left the company my mom worked at a long time ago. So there wasn't that like connection necessarily mm-hmm. anymore, but she just like stayed around, which I always really appreciated. Yeah. And then the other teacher that I can remember really liking a lot um, was the home ec teacher in high school. So you were in that class with me, right? Yeah. No. You weren't? I wasn't. No. Oh, well, I don't think she... She always let you come in there whenever... It was lunchtime. And whatnot. Yeah. So for like a while, Sarah and I would go at lunchtime and instead of having lunch in the cafeteria, we would go to her classroom and we would like make ourselves lunch because it was home ec anyway. So she had all the, <clears throat> the food and yeah. stuff. We'd make like spaghetti and shit. Um, but I really liked her, not necessarily because I loved the class. I mean, the class was fine. But I liked her because she, I think she knew that she could trust me, that I wasn't somebody that was just going to like take advantage of her kindness. Yeah. And so she always just like was really understanding with me. And for a period of time in high school, I don't know why, but like I could not eat or drink anything before like 1030 (laughs) or I would have like violent diarrhea. Yeah. I don't know, like literally nothing. I could. I think it had to do with your like sports, like workout regimen. Bro, it? I don't fucking know. Yeah, it was infuriating because yeah. sometimes you wake up and you're damn hungry or you're mm-hmm. thirsty. I remember one time I made the mistake of taking the smallest sip of orange juice at Sarah's house before school. And when I tell you the home bell hadn't even like rung yet, and I'm walking up to Miss Fig and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I was somebody that like, I would rather, I would rather get in trouble because I'm Uh, leaving school than ever shit in that school building. Yeah. Like I was not somebody that could do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And especially not like a violent diarrhea first thing in the morning. Like nobody's ready for that yet. You know? I don't, by the way, I don't know if you're ever ready for violent (laughs) diarrhea. I understand. (laughs) But like, damn, dude, first thing in the morning, I'm like not even awake yet. Yeah, that's an extra, extra. um, And I, my parents, we lived like seven minutes from the high school and she would let me leave school and she, like, I didn't sign out. I didn't go to the office. She would let me leave out of her door to go home and shit and come back because she knew that I was like. (laughs) physically sweating like please do not make me shit here i feel you but she did also there was like (laughs) a i think it was supposed to be a teacher bathroom in between her room and like the sewing classroom the fashions room and there was like a single bathroom in there okay and she also would let me use that bathroom sometimes like if i needed to shit during the school day and i she wasn't my teacher so she couldn't let me go yeah i would say like oh i need to go get something miss fig's room yeah and then i would be like I I remember you doing that like for real and then and also having this like like what was wrong with me just go to the bathroom girl like just go to the bathroom I could have never (laughs) 
<laughs> because like I felt I didn't even feel like our bathrooms at our high school were necessarily very soundproof. You know, like you could walk by oh. them and hear people peeing. Okay. So I'm like, no, I'm going to alert everyone with <laughs> with an earshot of what's happening in here. Instead, you're going to just. So instead, I'm going to physically remove myself out. from this building. Yeah. And okay. I'm going to go home and I'm going to do my business. And I'm going to come back. Man, that was so that was such an <laughs> annoying time for me. Yeah. Like, why? And I would go to Sarah's house and they always had I would go to Sarah's house in the morning and then we would get ready together and then ride to school. Um, and we started doing that in like middle school. Yeah. Uh, and so her, but her family always had like good stuff. Like they would have those uh, like pancakes wrapped in sauce. Like there was like a sausage <laughs> link in the middle, like a corn dog, yeah. but with pancake and sausage. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can still taste and then immediately feel the gurgle of like making the mistake of eating one. In the morning, because I just wanted it so badly. Now, I wonder if I have the same thing, because I remember, like, anytime I would try to get McGriddles, if it's, like, sausage Bro, and... do not put a McGriddle near me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if it's You're sauce- putting the syrup in and, that? Yeah. It's immediate it's diarrhea. It's, like, I'm not even out of the line yeah. yet. Like... I smell it, and my stomach's like, hey, don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, man. But yeah, they would have donuts. They always had juice. Fucked me up. I've never been a morning like I tried would love to be, but there's something about my appetite that's so suppressed in the mornings. Well, so then I stopped eating breakfast for a long time because fucking obviously. <laughs> and then I it's like my all my 20s, I never ate breakfast at all. And it's like I had blocked out the fact that it was because it used to give me violent diarrhea. Mm. I was just like, oh, I just think I'm not a breakfast person. I remember being in like, I want to say like fourth or fifth grade and I was taking a test and you know how you get those like poop cramps in like <laughs> waves, how they come. And then you're like, oh, I think I'm fine. Your whole body goes like rigid. Yeah. as. <laughs> but then, yeah. And then you have this period of like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then it comes back and you're like, oh shit. And then like by your third one, you're like, okay, I guess I'm dealing with this all day. <laughs> But I remember I was in the, the middle of the test and I was like, I wasn't going to tell the teacher, hey, you know, hey, I got to go shit. But I was going to tell them, hey, I need to go to the bathroom. And they're like, are you done with your test? I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> they made me finish that test. Yeah, because heaven forbid, like, you're so worried that I'm going to go cheat <sighs> in the bathroom. Like, no, I'm yeah. about to fuck it up in there. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah, I, I just, dude, I was cold sweating finishing that thing. I feel like <laughs> my, <laughs> my dad, um, again, very, he was like an intimidating dude. And he would get so mad <laughs> anytime that we farted in his presence, like any at all. And I feel like we've spoken on this podcast yeah. already about the fact that like I'm a tootie gal, okay? Very much so. I don't I don't burp. It like all comes out of the bottom. You would win, yeah. And my <laughs> I remember so many times in the car, I'd be like, Dad, I need to fart. And he's like, Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> but he wasn't laughing. He was mad. He was like, Do not fucking fart in this car. And so like when you have to hold a fart in and then you can <laughs> <laughs> You like feel it go off inside of your home. <laughs> it's like one of those like in like those underground bomb explosions. Just like, 
<laughs> but then you inevitably feel it creeping back up, and now it's going to be double the size. Because- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad, a little slapper out. You might want to roll down the window. No, I couldn't. I couldn't let it out. Did the you ever? Times I would just sweat the whole way. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, I'm not like perfect. Okay. Of okay. course, my dad has smelled. <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> dude. That I. That's me too, though. Hey. <laughs> Especially with you, but like if, if Oliver has this thing where he's like, he wants to like put his ass in your face. Yeah. Dude. And then just let those like, yeah. Oh my God. All Stop the, it. Like you're not a little baby anymore. It's not cute anymore. All Stop the, it. All the parts of Oliver that we <laughs> think of that are yours. That mm. is mine. Like that. My mom used to make this joke that like before I could get out of bed in the morning, I would use to like. <laughs> jumpstart my motor basically like, yeah <laughs> and that's still the case today <laughs> it's like like it's not even it's actually fucking disgusting but i just they're not small okay like they're not they're not sneaking out yeah, it's like you've been building that pressure all night and that is your morning release your valve and when i tell you like oliver for so, like a nine-year-old <laughs> good morning the amount of noise that can come out of that kid like it's it's insane it's insane yeah Yeah. oh god i'm so thankful that i don't have to hold my parts in anymore because that was such a painful period for me Uh, i'll get one on mic at some point here again and i will embarrass you a little bit Actually, you don't. You're not embarrassed. So you won't. <laughs> Sometimes I am. Okay, oh, okay. I am a person. Right. Okay, but yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yikes. Well, I think that's probably a good spot to end it. Mm-hmm. You want to do the little closing stuff? I have. I've have the uh, stuff written down now. Yeah, yeah. If you um, are not in the Facebook group, that's where we pulled these uh, comments about people and their inappropriate teachers. There were a lot that we didn't share. So if you're curious about other people's stories, feel free to hop into Mm -hmm. that group. It's just Broken Youth Club Mm -hmm. on Facebook. Um, If you have a story that you ever want to write in so that it's not on a public forum like that, uh, whether it's an answer to one of our silly questions or if it's, um, you know, something you would like to tell us about, uh, you can send that into my life at brokenyouthclub.com. Uh, mm-hmm. That's just me answering those. So uh, I promise I will be gentle with you. <laughs> um, and then we have our hotline, which yes. is um, 509-850-0674. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't we don't pick up. We don't man it or anything. It is a, is a spot for you to call, leave a message, and then know that someone is listening. And that, that's basically all it is, is to know. Sometimes it's nice to just... Have your voice heard, yes. regardless of the if there's a conversation being had. It will take roughly an hour before it stops ringing, and you can actually <laughs> leave your message. No, um, about forty seconds. I yeah, think, it's yeah, insane. Like so it feels nothing, like an eternity, yeah. but you know we're doing what we can. Yeah, here, for right so. now, it's the best <laughs> option for that. Um, but before we go, actually, I was thinking we meant to do this um, on the last episode. Uh, I think we should talk about what we have been talking about wanting to do here in the next like month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is start a Patreon. Yes. And the reason there's a lot of reasons for that. But one of the reasons is we like doing these lunch table talks that yeah. are a little looser. Mm-hmm. 
and if we're you know using the analogy of a school, I like to think of the like the the main episodes that we do with titles and whatnot as like the in class work, mm-hmm. you know, where you're actually like focused and you're you know trying to do some work anyway. Yep. And then these are just a little looser, mm-hmm. like you're literally sitting around just chatting with your friends. You hear what Miss you know Ferris said or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what we want to continue to build. And I think along with that is going to come with, um, you know, we'll separate the lunch table talk, I think is what we're thinking. Yeah. Into a, you know, Patreon content. Yeah. Exclusive or whatever. Uh, we're still working out all like what that's going to be as far as, you know, what the details are, what the levels are. We like mm-hmm. the, the idea of continuing the club name. I've always liked that. My business is the Spicy Club. This is the Broken Youth Club. Yeah. We like our levels being like, you know, the AV Club, the Chess Club, whatever. Yeah. Um, we'll figure those out. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, I think what we should probably talk about is what we want to do then from here on out. Like what the hopes yeah. and dreams are with with the pod. I'll let you take over a little bit yeah. while I pull this up. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of like logistic type things that we would really like to do we would like to invest in a couple more cameras we want to like update a couple of things in that way um but i think for me um i have a little bit of like party planning type background with my job that i had right Mm -hmm. out of college um and we think it would be like really fun to also kind of continue this idea of like uh high school type event where we would like rent out a high school for a weekend and we would have like basically just a way for all of us to get together and and, like relive those times but as adults now yeah um so we could have like art class and we could have uh like i used to play euchre at lunch with all of my friends like we could just yeah. like play cards or we could do scrimmages. Um, it's almost like a lock-in type yeah, of Yeah, like we could just play and yeah. like pretend that we are stupid teenagers again yeah. that are just like just having a, a good silly time, yeah. um, have a prom or like a homecoming dance, like, but just a way for all of us to get together and have like a kind of a carefree weekend that could just be really fun. Yeah. Um, but obviously that kind of stuff you know, all of that involves like financial stuff that like the Patreon could help with in that way. Um, But yeah, we just kind of want to make this, you know, we talk about how important it is for us to kind of create this community where it's like safe and people feel really taken care of. And I think to be in a place where we could plan, you know, an annual event where we could all get together, we could travel to wherever that is. You know, it's always been my dream to could just be like a fun way to, Mm -hmm you know, take this stuff to the next level. Yeah. So it's not just you listening to us here, yeah. but also like we get to all kind of engage together. Well, it's a part of the, when we said we wanted to do this, we want to do it. We want to give it a good, honest, <laughs> solid go at it. You know, we want to try to do it as, you know, quote unquote, by the book, right as possible. Right. And in doing that, a big part of our plan and a lot of podcast plans in overcoming that um, you know, discovery phase, which is the biggest problem podcast phase. Yeah. Is to advertise. And with advertising, it's um, not cheap in the podcast world. No, it's a really expensive yeah. buy in. 
And so enable in order to continue to grow the show in an efficient way, that's going to take, you know, focusing on doing that. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to be one of my big goals is to uh, is to be able to do that. Some of my other goals just to be transparent is what I like about this podcast is that and show in general, just like the entity of the Broken Youth Club is that it allows me and you to have our our creative outlets all kind of under one umbrella mm -hmm. you know just specifically with the show i get to do <coughs> you know the sound design i get to do the editing all the social content you know we have fun with and you know we've always kind of been in that world i guess um little set design all that fun stuff that kind of comes with that um you know, I'm in merchandising. We want to do like our tie dye limited run, you know, T-shirt merch party things that we want to do. Right. I want to make and sell my own just art. Mm -hmm. Like I've always considered myself on some level or another an artist. Yeah. And that's how I make, you know, a living outside of this uh, in some aspects is being a, a creative force over at Bad Magic. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I, I that that would be we. I've talked about the coffee table book that I've wanted to do, like those little projects. Yeah. One thing that makes you laugh that I'm still trying to convince you on is I really tr I, on the other side of this wall. Well, this is my studio in here, so like off camera you can't see, but I have my desk, and um, like this is where I would record vocals and guitars and you know piano, keyboard stuff, whatever. On the other side of this wall right here is where my drum studio is. And so with what I have, I we can record songs together. And I want to start a little Broken Youth Club band with you. Oh <laughs> I think that would be <clears throat> just so fun to just, you know, obviously we're not going to necessarily plan on touring as a band or anything like that. Mm. But just the occasional like, let's just let's just do a song or do a cover and we can release it on you know, Patreon or whatever. I, it's all those little things, these ideas that I have and that you have. I think this is a great vehicle to do that under because it's not just a podcast. It's not just a show to me. It's it's truly about finding and building meaningful community. And so I hope that, yeah, I hope, I hope we can do that. And our, it's so far we are doing that. Um, and I want to just continue growing that. Yeah. A side note to that, like, band idea. Um, I remember, do you remember, like, vacation Bible school, but, like, they would do it during school hours? Did you guys ever do that at your elementary school? No. Okay, well, we did. There was, like, it was, like, a thing that they would do on, like, Wednesdays. They would pull you out for, like, maybe one of the recesses. And there was a little church building, like, across the street. Mm-hmm. And so you could sign up to do it and then you would go over there and then you would like sing worship songs. And like, I'm so surprised that my parents even signed me up for it because yeah, we just never were right. like people that went to church regularly. But I think my parents would say that they're religious and so whatever. But I remember going <laughs> to that and uh, the girl that was sitting next to me, we were like, you know, singing the songs. And when one of the songs ended, she leaned over and she said, you have a really pretty voice. Yeah. And I was so uncomfortable that I literally was like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Stop it. And she was just like, oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> and then you I do though. And then I didn't sing the rest of the time because I was like, I don't want you to hear me. Like, I remember that makes like, me so uncomfortable being in high school and like hearing you get a little comfortable with me and then belting out a couple little, you know, runs here or there. Oh my god. And I, I remember having the thought of like, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't know you could sing. And then yeah, like obviously knowing you now, you absolutely can sing. And yeah. so I want to hear. We're going to do it. I think that's mm -hmm. a hill you need to yeah. get over just as far as like uncomfortability. Because why not do something that you're A, good at, and B, you like to do it. I hear you do it. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, we're so happy that you're here. And, um, you know, we'll give some more details on the Patreon stuff whenever yeah, we yeah, can. Yeah. And uh, we're pretty sure, like, we want to have a free tier, too, so that you guys that, like want to participate in that but you know aren't able to do some of the other tiers yeah we're not trying to block like off able to be access in there and... to necessarily <clears throat> we're not yeah. trying to be like and then if you upgrade to this yeah you get access it, we're trying to as little as possible like gatekeep anything it's more going to be just like you have an option of this you have an option of this just so everybody right. has at least some option of you know yeah being in the club yeah but yeah, so we'll just kind of fill you in uh, as we go on that. But yeah, we're super happy you're here. We're really thankful. Uh, we're excited to see where this goes. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye. See you.